Hey guys, and welcome to episode 6 of Frontline Business. I'm your host, Glenn Laws. Again, thank you to everybody who's been subscribing and downloading the podcast. If anyone would do me a huge favour, jump onto whichever platform you use, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or all the other, other big ones, Google, etc. Leave us a review. Uh, if anybody wants to ask us any questions as well, we're going to do a Q&A pod in a couple of weeks' times as well. If you could send me your questions, you can get me at a few different places. You can get me on LinkedIn. That's G-L-E-N-L-O-W-E-S, Glenn Laws. You can get me on Instagram, which is at Glenn Laws. Or you can send me an email directly, guys, which is glenn at lawsclientsolutions.co.uk. Let me know your questions. I'm going to do my best to answer all of them for you. And also, to help the pod grow, if everyone could just recommend this pod to one person. So get get your mate's phone, grab it, grab all the, the, the app that they listen to podcasts on, download, subscribe. Let's keep the pod growing, guys. And also, this week we've got another entrepreneur coming on. We've got Matt Stewart. Uh, Matt Stewart, who's been running an office up in Scotland, running his business up there. He's been expanding all over the UK. He travelled over to the States and, and managed to stalk down a track down Grand Cardone. We're going to hear exactly how he did it and also his journey through business as well, guys. So I've got another great episode for you. So episode six, Frontline Business. Grab your notepads and pens and let's go. Okay, guys, so here we are, um, episode six. We've managed to grab hold of an entrepreneur who's just passing through town. Uh, we've got Matt Stewart, who is the CEO of a, a Marder Corp. Am I pronouncing that correct? You're correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Matt's running his company up in Glasgow at the moment, uh, originally from Essex. And uh, me and Matt got to know each other because we use a, a similar client provider for, for the different clients we've worked with over the years. So I've known Matt for a few years. Matt's actually, um, Matt's actually won Business Owner of the Year Awards for three years running. Uh, so we managed to squeeze Matt in for, for this morning because I know he's up here visiting a business partner. So Matt, first of all, thanks for your time. No worries. So um, obviously, Matt, we've known each other for a few years now. If you could, um, just for the benefit of everyone on the pod, just kind of give yourself uh, your introduction, your background, where you came from. And, and yeah, man, what's your story? Sure, no worries. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have a crazy story. Here's all these entrepreneurs like used to eat out of trash cans and stuff like that, but <laughs> I've got a, a pretty normal background. I went to university, uh, studied forensic science. Um, what, made bo- you, what made you choose forensic science? Honestly? Yeah. Um, I watched CSI. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My parents told me I should go to uni. My mates were going to uni, so I thought I would just, I would just go along. And forensic science seemed pretty cool. Uh, I was okay at science, so I, I decided to do that. And... Uh, I studied in Bournemouth, and I absolutely loved uni. Uh, I loved like socialising. I didn't really, I didn't really click with the the academic side of it. Um, and I, I remember going into my second year at uni, and I kind of realised that science probably wasn't going to be the path because I always wanted to make money and and progress really quickly. And science was something that that didn't really provide that. But you had to be really passionate about science to to pursue a career there. Um, but I stuck it out in a way because I enjoyed university. And then after I graduated, I... Um, I so did, was that a full three or four year course? Three years, three years. Um, but I could have, you know, I, I could have just gone on to do something completely different, but I didn't want to completely dismiss my degree because when I came out of uni, it was at a weird time. I was like, I felt like I had all this direction at uni and then it was like, oh crap, I'm actually, I'm actually in the, the real world now. So... I I got a job working in a lab and initially I was I was excited. I was making more money than I'd ever made before, about twenty grand a year. And the, you know, the first month was really good because I was learning something new every single day. 
And then as the months went on, um, the job got a bit more boring because I was just there to do a job and just doing the same thing every single day. And, and a year and a half went by and, uh, you know, my life hadn't really changed. I think when I was like 21, I was happy to make that money because I could live for the weekend and I was getting a little bit older. I was like 20, 23. And we, was this in Essex or in Bond? Yeah, yeah, Essex. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wanted a little bit more and my, I, I looked at my life and it just hadn't moved forward at all. The year and a half had gone and I was on the same money doing the same job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I thought it was time to, to look at something different and I'd always been interested in business. Um, I don't really know why, because, you know, my parents were employed, my sisters were employed. I think the, the inspiration came from my brother-in-law because he, he runs a successful business himself. What's that doing? Um, he like, buys and sells gym equipment, okay. but he has contracts with like Virgin, Virgin Gym, so he, he does pretty well. And I just really liked his lifestyle. I remember going around to my sisters and he would just come back for a two hour lunch break. <laughs> you, def- you definitely couldn't do that working, working a nine to five. So I, I like the freedom aspect of that. So yeah, I started um, the business up in originally in, in Birmingham, then expanded to Reading, then to Liverpool, Nottingham, Sheffield, and now I'm in Glasgow. So it's going pretty well. I like the challenges. One thing I, I find with a nine to five, I was getting really bored and I was clock watching a lot. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you're doing that, you're kind of wishing your life away. But I've never, there's been challenges, but I've never, ever, ever been bored. So if we go back to when you said you first started in Birmingham, was this all four or five years ago now? About five, six years five, ago. Five, six years ago. Um, you obviously went from being employed, sort of scientist, so to speak, to, yeah. to coming into, as we know, the world of sort of sales and marketing. Yeah. Um, what was kind of the, the mindset of going from being sort of, I'm employed, I'm a scientist, to, I'm being self-employed, going into sales and marketing? Yeah. Uh, it must have been a bit of a shock. It was a shock. It was a shock. Just not, not just the physical work, but the environment as well. You know, anyone that's worked in a lab before knows it's really quiet. No one really talks to anyone. And then, you know, obviously a, a typical sales environment's pretty, pretty loud and outgoing. The people are super driven and it was a completely different environment. And I think because I was starting my, my, own, my own thing up, everything fell on me. So... You know, I had to put a lot more effort in and I was like the kind of, I had the kind of nine to five mentality originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would literally do bare minimum. <laughs> um, and then I realised that that wasn't going to move me forward. And I think what helped me the most was, you know, spending time with the right people. And what I loved about the environment we we're in is there was so many people that were achieving the success that I wanted. Whereas when I was working in a lab, there was no one that inspired me. So I'd look at my bosses, they're, like, they're nice people, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with them, but they, in terms of their life, they weren't anywhere near where I wanted to be. They didn't, I'm not a very materialistic person, but they didn't have to drive the cars I wanted to drive, they didn't have the lifestyle I wanted. They how, like, how old are they, if you don't mind asking? Um, they were probably, well, anywhere from 40 to 60. And I, I was like 21 at the time. Yeah. So I just looked at them, they were like 15, minimum 15 years ahead of me in life, but just not where I wanted to be at all. No. I suppose I, I can relate to you a little bit on that. So I come from construction and um, I had to do like an apprenticeship which was three years which was similar to, to what you did at university and I remember looking the, the, the first day I went on the, on the site as like a qualified joiner my, my sort of mentor what he, what he was called back then he was, uh, he was in his 60s mm. and uh, I remember him saying it was like Glenn like you've only got another, another four years to go and then I was like, I remember looking at him and he had like bits of his fingers missing where he like chopped off of saws no and whatnot. And I was like, wow. 
uh, I think it's time to make a change. I suppose it's a little bit similar to what you mentioned there with looking at sort of the, the people that were further up in sort of the world of science. Sure, no missing fingers then. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. So we went from, from employed to self-employed. You kind of mentioned how you, you wanted to change that because uh, you could see the direction where you're going to head in the next 15, 20 years. I suppose a, a common negative which people get when you work on maybe performance or commission or yeah, I always change our lifestyle changes. We get negatives from like loved ones or, or family. Like how was how was how was that? Did you have uh, yeah. family or friends or anything? Fa- like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like my family didn't understand it. The only person that actually understood it was my brother-in-law. Yeah, and it, not that he understood the industry. He just he's just like let him let him make make mistakes. Let him take a risk because mm-hmm. without that you don't you don't really move forward. Um, but it was tough because I've got a good relationship with my family. So when they when they told me to not do it, you, you know, it's not stable, not secure. Uh, in the back of my mind, I'm like, are they right? Because, you know, they're great parents, but just because someone's a good parent or a good friend or a good brother or a good sister doesn't mean they've got the same goals as you, doesn't mean they, they want the same things. So people can only give you their perspective, but their perspective might not be right for you. So mm-hmm. I think the, the best thing to do, the best thing to do is just to give something a shot. And a lot of people don't do things because they fear, fear the result. Um, but I, you know, I think fear is one of the biggest or the greatest indicators because you only fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. So what, what I found with my, my nine to five job is I was a little bit nervous in my first couple of weeks because I didn't know what I was doing. But it, although I was nervous, it was exciting because everything was brand new to me. Once I'd learned those skills, I was just doing the same thing every day, became really unfulfilled unmotivated, just didn't want to be there. Um, but coming into an environment like we are now, it's, you know, there's a challenge every single day, there's something new to, to overcome every single day, but the best thing to do it, the best way to do it is just to, to go out and do it, attack the fear, use fear as an indicator that you should take the action. And you, you mentioned about fear there, and I, and I think that's definitely a word which holds people back because people are sort of scared to fail or literally are scared of the, of the unknown. And the the world that we're in right now, like there's, there's companies closing and like Debenhams, for example, they just announced that all the list of stores they're closing for, for over the next 12 months. And people talk about this word stable. And as entrepreneurs, I think we learn that the most stable thing is, is you mm. and you're gonna, when you invest time in yourself because companies are always going to need sales and marketing departments, which is sure. why we've been able to expand. And I know personally when I joined the industry was in the middle of the recession. Yeah, and, of course. And I, and I know we had a meeting before where the recession was mentioned. So uh, I always think if you invest in yourself, you, it's kind of recession proof because as long as you're willing to work, I'm always going to work through a recession and I'm always going to work if there's, if there's no recession on. So that's a great point, man. Um, okay, so I, I know you mentioned about you, you want to surround yourself with the, with the best people. Uh, I remember a few, uh, about a year or so ago, it popped up on your social media. You met a certain gentleman yeah. from Miami. Yeah, Grant Cardone. Yeah, so tell. I'm sure everyone wanted to hear the the story of Grant Cardone, like because people like pay thousands of pounds to travel around and watch his seminars, and and I know you happen to be in Miami, so again for the benefit of the pod, tell everyone about how you managed to track down Grant. Yeah, it was kind of cool actually. So we were visiting some some business partners in Miami. And obviously, I'd, I'd read all of his books. I was literally obsessed with Grant Cardone. And obviously, I knew he, he lived in Miami. So just on the off chance, I Snapchatted him. And I was like, I just said, I just said where are you? So he literally just got all those, his, his, his Snapchat address and sent him a picture. I just sent him a picture of the Miami skyline and said, where are you? And I was like, 
he's never going to respond. So. Yeah. And then he responded. He was like, Miami, where are you? I'm like... Oh, you must have thought that was like a, a hawk's on text. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, he's actually replied. And so I, then I started panicking. And, I, and then, I, <laughs> then I, uh, I wrote a proper text. I was like, oh, we're, we're entrepreneurs from the UK. We literally love you. We, we would absolutely love to meet you. Yeah. And he just texted back saying, make it happen. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was watching his story. And yeah, yeah. one of the evenings he was uh, saying that him and his wife were going to a restaurant. Right. Said the name of the restaurant. So we got a taxi there. So you were just like literally stalking on Snapchat to yeah. see where it went. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. But you made it happen. It worked. <laughs> yeah. And then we got, a, we got a taxi there and um, we saw him there. And it's really crazy because um, we, we went to the, because he's like a, a, a massive celebrity to us. Yeah. So we went to the restaurant. We said, is, uh, is, is Grant Cardone here? They're like, who's Grant Cardone? Right. Like, oh, wow. Because he's in business, right? He's not like a... Yeah, a footballer. A footballer, like, yeah. 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 So I was like, okay, have they made a reservation? They were like, yeah. And he's, he's sat, well, I could see him. He sat over there. Yeah. So we're like, how are we going to get his attention? Because he's having dinner. I don't want to be intrusive. So we just sent a bottle of wine over to his table. <laughs> and it's funny, we sent a bottle of wine over and then we, we ran away. <laughs> but then, but then he, he came back, he came, actually came out and said, look, come over to the table. Yeah. And it's just, he was just a really nice guy. Obviously, he's a pretty, pretty intense guy. Yeah. But he was really appreciative. And he was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And he said, you should come to our office tomorrow and watch one of the morning meetings. I'm like, he actually called it a morning meeting as well, which is cool. Um, I was like, yeah, of course. And we were with Gavin Walsh at the time, so we said to Gavin, we're not coming in tomorrow morning, we're going to go and see Grant Cardone. <laughs> so, he, sorry, he cool. I, mean, I think he was hurt, but he, he got <laughs> over it. So we went there and we, we sat down with him for, he gave us a tour of the office and literally as soon as we sat down, he got someone to come and try and sell us his packages. And we're like, no, 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 no. I nearly did, I nearly yeah. did. <laughs> what is it, coaching packages? Yeah, it was like the um, Cardone University. Right, okay. It's like, I think it was like, it was like 10 grand or something like that. Um, and then he said, like, come into my office and we sat down and we literally sat down with him for like an hour. Yeah. He gave us an hour of his time and I look at it now and he charges literally probably 10, 20,000 pounds an hour or yeah, yeah. dollars for, for an hour of his time. And we got all of that for free just because, you know, we showed a bit of interest. And I think what's good is the people at the top who, Sometime before I came into this industry, I didn't like asking questions and I didn't like asking people who were doing well because I thought I was just bugging them. But if you think about it, the people that have success, they have to have a team of people around them. Yeah. Right, so they have to be good with people and they have to want to see people do well. The people that don't want to see people do well never build a team or they never build a business. Um, so it just kind of hit home that, you know, he was willing to give that time and, you know, we see really successful people is like quite scary, but... Mm-hmm. after like a couple of minutes it was like I was still like nervous but yeah because like, I was just like oh my god that's literally Grant Cardone but it, so, was, it was a great experience so the question everyone's probably thinking right now is I, I know we might be stealing some information here. you had to go to Miami then yeah technically stalker guy but uh, what did he tell you in that hour what was different what he said or, or how did he word things what, what was the biggest thing you took from that hour with Grant um, I'm calling him Grant like an all. I know him though. <laughs> um, I think the, the, the one thing he talked about the most was looking after yourself. He goes, if you want to achieve a lot of success, um, you've got to look after yourself, so both mentally and physically. Okay. And if, you, if you look at Grant Cardone, he's like, I think he's like 61, 62 now, and he's in like ridiculous shape. Um, but yeah, he goes, if you're, if you're going to go the full way, it's going to require a lot of effort, so you need to look after yourself. Um, 
both you know educate yourself i think they all say the same things the entrepreneurs yeah you know you know the best investment is in yourself um so and i remember that after the meeting we went to um ihop so international house of pancakes afterwards and i don't know and we, we were impacted so much we literally all just had scrambled eggs did you yeah i was like there was no point going to ihop because we just had scrambled eggs um but yeah, looking looking after yourself is is super important. And looking back, I've you know I've been through ups and downs, and when when I've been doing well, you know I've been going to the gym, I've been eating well. When yeah. I've not been going, when I've not been doing so well, I do everything wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't eat well, I don't go to the gym, I put on weight, and mentally and physically I get I get a bit drained. So I think all all you can do is look after yourself because there's going to be external things happen to you that you can't control. Mm-hmm. The one thing you can control is is you, right? You can control you and in a way that's a, a, a kind of a, a, a relaxing mindset to have because mm-hmm. if all you can control is what you do, what you put into your body, what you read, then that's all you can do. And then things should just play out as you want it to. That's awesome, man. So a grand card on story, but no one's expecting that in the pod. Mm. Um, okay, so um, I've wrote down here goals and I've kind of left this open. I didn't want to write too much because... Uh, I want to hear like how you use goals to motivate yourself, but then also how your goals have changed over, over the years. Yeah, so sure. If if we take it back to Matt Day One Entrepreneur, yeah. um, first day, um, leaving being a scientist, what did, what was the first goal you set? Can first you goal was to make some money. <laughs> was to make some money. I, I I didn't know if I could do it, and I think the first time, you know, the first sale I did, I was like, it felt really good. It's probably the best feeling I've had in in the business. Um, but obviously the, the further you go up the, the bigger your goals get so yeah. the first day was just to to do a sale um, and then the further you, the more success you have the bigger your goals get so if mm-hmm. you ask me day one did I see myself expanding to five different cities in, in six years or absolutely not mm-hmm. I just want to do a sale first I want to make some money yeah. um, but I think uh, how goals have helped me is they, they help you make a decision and I think the reason people don't move forward in business is because they haven't made a decision what they really want. So they, they like the idea of it, but they haven't decided, okay, this is definitely what I want. Once you make a decision, once you make a commitment to something, what happens along the way doesn't matter because it's just, it's just a happening. It's just something you need to overcome. And I think the difference between successful and unsuccessful people in anything, it could be studies, it could be sport, business, whatever, yeah. is you know, they, they are committed to a goal. So once, you know, I, I made a decision pretty much from day one that this is the goal I wanted. Yeah. Once you've made that commitment, every negative that happens along the way is just something you have to learn. And I think success is just overcoming problems. Yeah. Um, and successful people see problems as opportunities to learn and unsuccessful see problems as problems. If you look at the richest people in the world, they've just solved the biggest problems, right? So if you look at Bill Gates, there's not a single home or company or school that doesn't have a computer. Mm-hmm. So of course he's going to be paid off for that. That's the big problem he solved. So the bigger the problem you solve, the more money you'll, you'll, you'll generate for yourself. Um, but I think tru- truly, truly making a decision and making a commitment that this is what you want to do, everything along the way just becomes a learning curve. The negatives don't really matter. So when you talk about goals there, Matt, like that, and I remember the, the, the change I had come from being construction. Like, we never used to set goals and, like, how many doors we wanted to hang on, oh, sure, how yeah. many meters of skirt and board. And then you come into the industry where we start setting goals. 
How did you explain that to, to sort of maybe family and friends when you start saying, hey, Matt, you're coming out for a bean? Like, hey, no, I've got, I've got a goal to hit. I'm up early. I'm up at like five in the morning. And people who maybe work at nine or five don't set goals. How did you try and explain it to them? Or, or? Uh, I kind of I kind of didn't explain to them. Um, I think I think you've just got to be comfortable within yourself that you want to achieve that goal. Yeah. And then not, nothing should really get in the way. Um, How did you not get distracted when you got all your friends like um, saying, hey, come on, we're going to the club or we're going to this place for the weekend? Yeah, I, I'd made a decision. I made a commitment. That, and, I, you know, I'm kind of, if I've made a decision, I kind of only really focus on things that are going to help me get to that goal. Um, it, it, it's not like I didn't spend time with my mates, I didn't spend time with my family, it's just when the time was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always knew that achieving that goal is going to give me more time to do the things that I want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm more excited about putting more effort in for a shorter period of time than just putting in an average amount of effort for the rest of my life. Um, but I think what helped that is I was really comfortable in the decision I made that this is what I want. Yeah. Um, because then nothing else mattered. If they was like, oh, we don't see you anymore, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, my, my goal is my goal. Yeah. Um, and I, I would support anyone that has a goal, right? If, if someone, because it's what motivates them, right? If my, my parents suddenly said, oh, I want to go to, we want to go to live in Australia. I'd be like, that's great. That's awesome. Go do it if that's what you want to do. Um, but I think that when people say, are you coming out, blah, 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 like you just got to be really careful that, because it's really easy to get persuaded into doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be really careful that they probably have different goals to you. Um, it's like if someone wants to get ripped, right, you don't go and hang out with someone that eats McDonald's every day. So, but if you've got a goal, stick to the goal because that's what motivates you. I'm never going to... I don't want to do things that my mates do because that's not going to motivate me. I, I, had a, I had a girlfriend at the time when I started in business. She was like, you shouldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. And I was putting in a lot of hours. She was yeah. like, it's either me or your business. And I'm like, well, it's an easy decision because I could, I could have walked away, yeah. but I'd, I would have resented her for the rest of my life. And I wouldn't want to be with her because she made me quit the thing I wanted to do. So, I know I know we'll push for time, and you've got a few other business meetings while you're in Newcastle as well. If I was to try and wrap it up into a couple of questions, because I know you've talked loads, I've been making notes myself while you've been talking there. And if you were to give some advice to a brand new person, or if, if Matt now could give advice to Matt and day one or someone brand new to the, the world of being an entrepreneur, what would, what would the, the best advice be, do you think? Yeah, I would say find the person who's best at what you want, what you want to do or what you're doing um, and just make them your best friend. Because they're not, like you'll figure some stuff out yourself and you can do it yourself, but it's going to be a, a lot longer, a lot harder and yeah. a lot more emotional. But if you can find someone that's achieved the goal you want, that's like literally like a treasure map to what you want. And all you have to do is listen to them. But more importantly, they will, there's going to be ups and downs, but they're going to show you how to move through the downtimes, like how to win in the downtimes. Whereas, for example, if, you know, if I, on my, in my downtimes, if I went to some of my mates and said, oh, what do you think I should do? Although they're, they're, they have my best interests at heart, yeah. it might not be the right information. They might say, well, maybe you should try something else, etc., etc. But the person who's achieved the success you want in that industry has... 100% gone through the same negatives as you but yeah. they've just overcome them so you can you can reduce that learning curve just by 
learning from them. So a hundred percent find find the person who's the best in that sector. Suppose that's why you went to start on Grand Cardone. Yes, 100%, 100%. So Grant had the treasure map. Okay, cool. And then just one last thing, Matt. Um, if if guys are wanting to find you or your your company on social media or the different links, like it's a chance to to put your company out there. Where where yeah. can they find you? Where can they find well, you, you can, or stock you or you stock can, your company? You can uh, you can join my company in Glasgow if you want to move to Glasgow. <laughs> uh, but on on Instagram, it's at Amada Corp UK. Amada Corp UK. Yeah, O M A D A Corp UK. Okay, awesome. Well, Matt, on behalf of everyone uh, on the pod, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'll speak to you soon, buddy, okay? No worries, thank you.